It's a Friday. I'm enjoying the day. Hopefully you are as well. Good to have everybody on the network. Welcome in. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. At uh, Wisco Grant for one young Grant Bills. You can track him down there. Instagram, The Bill Michael Show. Uh, Facebook, go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. And you can subscribe for free and watch us every day, whether it's YouTube, Twitch TV, Kick TV. Just look for Bill Michael Show on any of those entities, and you can like us there. Uh, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Uh, the website, thebillmichaels.com, which, by the way, I got a new trailer um, for the show, Grant, for, like, when we tow the equipment around and stuff. So, and it's, and I had, you know, for the business, you got to write it off, so you got to put your, your website on there. So I got I got some graphics for the website coming. So if you see me driving around town now, it's on a trailer. Too. New trailer. It's exciting. Yeah, I had to. I, uh, I there's, there's just so much that I need to do. And you either need a truck or a trailer or both. And between all the equipment for Fisher House and the equipment for the show, um, doing motorcycle rides all throughout the state, um, and I don't necessarily, I can't ride to everything because of equipment you got to take with you. So you got to take all this stuff, and it's... So finally, I just broke down and bought one. Uh, I went over to uh, Hannah, Hannah Trailer Supplies, and bought one. They were the only, one of the only ones around me that even had anything in stock. So I finally went ahead and got a trailer. So now, now you're going to see that rolling around behind me as well. So, and oh, by the way, uh, the graphics are now done on the cruiser, which they should have been done earlier. I understand that, but uh, we had not been out as much. And now, since we're getting into travel season, which it's going to be next uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the weekend, then out to Sturgis, more training camp, cigar dinners, and everything, and then some of the uh, some of the dates for the huddle and stuff. And now we're we're uh, we're on the move. This is getting into our really busy time, and so everything got graphic yesterday. So that looks really cool. This is the first time they actually put put the name on the RV, so which is kind of neat. So anyway, there you go. I don't know if it's going to become a party bus on wheels, but... Well, not without a foam shooter on the top, it's not going <laughs> to. Right. We talked about this yesterday. If it doesn't yeah. spray foam, I mean, it's yeah. it can only do so much. If it can't make you look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man blew up all over you at the end of the day, then, you know, it's not worth it. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So, I got that going on. So, I, I had that done yesterday. So, yesterday was a busy day. Busy day. We have to do a site check today down at uh, Franklin Field where the Milkmen play for next Wednesday's show, because we're going to do that down there. Oh, by the way, uh, so this just uh, this is one of these uh, um, kind of scheduling discussions that we're actually going to have on the air. But we are going to be on the, I believe it's the 2nd. No, excuse me, it's the 3rd. The 3rd of uh, August, which is the beginning. We're leaving uh, after the show that day. But that day, we are going to do the first show um, of the first day of the Wisconsin State Fair. So we're locked into the State Fair. We're going to be at the, the Bud Pavilion and the Goose Island Ale House, and we're looking forward to it. But just so you know, this year we are flying solo without a network connection. So the box itself that we carry with us has its own uplink, but it doesn't always work when you have thousands of people around you. So just so you know, Grant, on Thursday the 3rd, be ready. 
just in case. I'm always ready. You should see okay. me. I, this chair doesn't even need a backrest, Bill. I'm okay. at attention here, like I'm captaining a <laughs> ship. Yeah, I was uh, I was down there, and it's it's um, to to get the you know all the lines put in and everything for one broadcast is kind of kind of ridiculous. Agreed. And yeah. so we said, okay, when we were down there site checking, said, okay, let's just you know. So I, we tried it. We've done broadcast there before uh, during the day when there's nobody there, and it's worked flawlessly. It's 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 no problem. But this one is going to be at noon. The gates open. Uh, for the Wisconsin State Fair, and once you get an influx of people, you always wonder how much bandwidth is actually going to be there. So, you know, that's the reason we uh, we kind of say, hey, uh, be on the lookout just in case. It, it's going to be a fun day. Come by and say hello. We're going to be at the Goose Island Ale House at the Budweiser Pavilion, and which is a great place. We've been there. And I just, they said, ah, you know, don't worry about coming down this year. You know, one more year at Sturgis, you know, and I, I'm like, I, I, I can't. I can't. I cannot not be there. I, I just I love State Fair so much. So we are we are going to be at State Fair for the opener, and then we're going to be off to Sturgis for uh, ten days, and then we'll be back after that. But um, I'm looking forward to it. So we are going to be all over all over the place. When are you going to get? Is Ebo going to let you out of the studio at any point to come and, and join us? Well, uh, at Sturgis is that to what you mean, well, or just in no, general? No, just in general. You know, because at one at some point. We got You can have young Austin be pushing buttons. Well, I know uh, over the next couple of months, like probably here and there, I know Oktoberfest, I think about Oktoberfest year round. That's, you know, you think about Sturgis and State Fair. I think about Oktoberfest. So I'm hoping to be yes. out and about and in lacrosse for that. And certainly some other things. I guess I hadn't really thought about it or talked about it. If you want me out on the road, Bill, and I can serve the show in any way, you just let oh, me know. Oh, yeah. I'm there. Well, anytime we can do it together, that's great. I mean, I know he's got to get somebody in place, and I'm saying this now, for when we leave for Vegas for Super Bowl. Hey, I, t- I, I got Las Vegas stories from Mike Clemens on my show last night because he came Did on really? at 530. And I was talking about Skip Bayless before he came on, and he's like, Grant, let me tell you a story about Skip Bayless and Woody Page. And then I just leaned oh, back wow. and... Yeah, you know, ten minutes later, he's telling a story there at, at playing blackjack yeah. in Vegas, and it was yes. But I, I want Mike and you to show me around Vegas for the Super Bowl. I'm one hundred percent now. Now that. let me say this for for Vegas. I've only been to Vegas once. Really, and that was for a wedding. Yeah, and that was for a legit wedding back when I was married to my second wife Judy. That was probably twenty years ago. That was the last time I was in Vegas. I've never been. And that, and that was legitimately for a wedding. It was uh, her her family, uh, the girl, the bride's family actually was from there. Her dad uh, was worked in the casino business, but he managed the hotel, the hospitality side of a casino for like 35 years. She was born there, grew up there. So that's it's not like she was a transient. That's where they were. And so that's the reason we went to Vegas was for them to get married in an actual church, not have Elvis do it, you know. So the only other thing I did when I was there was there was a show, and I don't even know if it's still running. I was assuming it is, called Love. And it was uh, all the Beatles music put to kind of Cirque du Soleil. And it was phenomenal. I just, <laughs> uh, But the tickets even back then were like 400 bucks a piece. It was crazy. So I, I can only imagine what it is now. But uh, that was the, the show written by Paul McCartney and... Um, uh, Yoko Ono had approval in it and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that was uh, it's a, it was a complete thing with the Beatles. And so we went and saw that. And that was all we did. I, I saw Tori Spelling at King Inc. Uh, getting a tattoo. 
and dancing on top of a velvet table. Uh, and that was the closest thing I came to really doing anything partying-wise. <laughs> that was it. So. I had a, uh, a texter from Holman yesterday who texted my show a lot tell me that I went to Vegas once and I took my wife into the Cartier store in one of the casinos just to show her the watches that I can't afford. And then I right. put out a cigarette in their ashtray and then left. And he said that's, that's what he remembers about being yeah. in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, uh, that was the only time I went to Vegas. I'm trying to think what else we did. We, we stayed at the MGM Grand. Uh, which back then was a pit. It, it was even nasty back then. But we stayed at the MGM Grand. And, oh, no, I take that back. I've been to Vegas two times. Now that I think about it, I drove there once from San Diego and stayed at whatever that castle-looking place was that they have the jousting in. I stayed there for two days. And we were there for a convention. So that I, I take that back. I've been there twice in my life. It was the first time. It was so forgettable. It wasn't even funny. Uh, walked up and down, got a couple of pictures, and then left, and that was it. But I was there for a convention. If I, I can go to Vegas with you guys for the Super Bowl, I, I want to, yes. you know, allow me to uh, speak on behalf of myself here. I will be a, a cheap, cheap date in Vegas. Really, all I want to do is wear a, a suit or a sport coat. I want to dress up really nice because I never get to. Working in radio, I never have a reason to get dressed up. Right. And I want to walk around the casino, and in my head, I'm going to role play being in like one of the many movies, you know, Ocean's Eleven or like The yeah. Hangover. And that's how I'll entertain myself. I don't need to spend any go. money. I, I just want to look the part and walk around, and I will think that's hilarious, and that's all I need. Well, here's the thing about going to Super Bowl, and, and I'll give you the quick rundown. because I, And for those that are listening, I don't, maybe I'll bore you, maybe I won't. I don't know. This is a behind-the-scenes look. We, we get there usually either Friday or Saturday, the week before Super Bowl. We, have, we go and get settled in the house that we have, and we've got a really nice house right off the strip, uh, and it's already booked and the whole thing. So you get there, you unpack, and you kind of breathe for a minute, and then we usually go out. We all go out to dinner somewhere. Um, we've got myself, Mike, Kristen, and then our floor producer that's been with us now, I think 12 years, is uh, Erica, who flies in from Chicago. So we all get out there. We go to dinner, and that's the night to do something. And then Sunday, it's setup time at the convention center. The next morning because you're on what is it mountain time out there so you're actually working out there an hour earlier than you are here so we go on the air out there at 9 a.m as opposed to 10 a.m here we get up at you know we got to be into the convention center by no later than 7 30 in the morning which is 6 30 in the morning here so you're on you've got to stay on you know wisconsin time so you're out there and it's crazy and uh, then ev then your balls to the wall every morning. So Monday night is opening night. You go to that. Tuesday night is the media soiree. You go to that. Wednesday night is, um, I think Wednesday night's kind of a free night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then Thursday night, uh, we do the uh, Ditka and uh, Jaworski Cigars with the Stars Hall of Fame stuff. Friday night, we're kind of on our own to actually enjoy the night. And then Saturday, I fly home. Unless the Packers are there, I fly home. On Saturday, so I'm sitting in front of the fireplace and the big screen TV on Sunday morning, watching all the coverage of the Super Bowl, as opposed to be actually being there. Clemens goes. Clemens doesn't fly home until the following Tuesday, so he stays. And if you want to stay with Clemens, you can. But we're in it. It's it's like every minute of every day is pretty much accounted for. It's 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 really because people look at us and go, God, it's so glamorous. And it, and it is, don't get me wrong, we get a chance to see things and do things that a lot of people don't get to do, and I appreciate that, and I love that. But it's it's the hardest working trip you've ever been on, just because of the time of it all. 
and the timing of it all. Because when parties are starting at 9 o'clock out there, it that's 10 o'clock here. You're, you're basically going for an hour, and that's it. And then you're you're heading home, and you're trying to get some sleep, and you're trying to prep for the next morning. And then you're running around on the convention center floor and because all the agents come in. Here comes all the agents and all the bookers and all the all the people with products to sell, and they've got all their personalities with them, and you're trying to book all of them. If you haven't already, you're trying to book all of them as you're sitting there. So that's what you, with, along with Erica, would be doing is you run around and you're trying to get all of our time slots filled in. It's 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 crazy. It's like, uh, remember the movie um, Trading Places and Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd? And then at the very end of the movie, they go into the floor of Wall Street where all the traders are. And they open that door and it's mayhem. That's what it's like on the floor of the convention center when you get out there for Super Bowl, when you're trying to get all the agents and all the sponsors and all the bookers, all of them together to try to get and fill all your time slots with all the different people. And then you're going to get people that are going to walk up, just like we had this year where we're sitting at the table and one of the girls uh, from a, a bounty, bounty, bounty towels comes up to us. She's from Madison, Wisconsin, listens to the program and comes over and says, hey, I've got a couple of celebrities that are promoting bounty towels, and I know you, I've listened to you growing up, and blah, blah, blah. You know, would you mind having them on the show? And I'm kind of like, bounty towels, crap. And then I look up, and it's it's Emmett Smith and his son. I'm like, yeah, bring them on over. Yeah, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk We'd be towels. glad to talk to them. Yeah. You know, I, we'll I've, always, towels. I've always used bounty. I've always been a bounty guy yeah. my whole life. Yeah. Exactly. You know, hey, the quicker picker-upper, bring them on over. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> but, but, but that's what happens. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden you're looking at it, and you're like, it's Friday night. All you want to do is drink and breathe and do nothing. And then you got to go back, you pack after, you know, we usually take everybody out for a dinner. You go back, you pack, and then the next morning, hopefully it's not too early a flight, and you're flying home, and, you know, by Saturday night, you're sitting somewhere in a cold Wisconsin bar or restaurant having dinner, getting ready for the Super Bowl the next day so you can watch it on the big screen. That's it. <laughs> so we'll give you a night, uh, but you will have fun at, uh, at you know, Cigars with the Stars, which is always cool, the media soiree, which is cool, and then we're on the floor somewhere in a convention center somewhere where they're probably going to hold the opening night. And that's where you're running around and you've got interviews. I mean, all the players mm-hmm. for both teams, for the Super Bowl teams, are running around and you can get interviews with all of them. So that that's really cool. But, yeah, there you go. I'm down. That's your, that, that's your, that's, that's our in. trip. So we got to make sure that uh, either you know, young Austin or somebody is ready to go. And it would not surprise me, as much as he likes Vegas, it would not surprise me if suddenly Ebo and uh, Jen are going to come along. And then it's Rowdy and... Zach or somebody that are going to be running, you know, pushing buttons back in the studio. Let's take the whole network. Let's let's get Rowdy. Rowdy's a professional sports gambler here. Let's take him up to Rowdy Stadium is. Swim. We'll plop him in Rowdy front of the is. pool, and yep. I'll give him a bunch of money and watch the dollars, you know, grow. Yep. Rowdy is. Rowdy Rowdy would be in his element out there, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, we could – and you could even do your, your show from there, too, in the afternoon. Because we leave – and that's the funny thing is – Nobody touches anything out there. You can leave all because they have 24-7 security walking around. That's really nice. So no, nobody touches anything. You leave everything on your on your table in your setup, in your studio setup, and you don't have to worry about it. I mean, you take you know some of your necessities like your laptop and stuff home with you, but for the most part, you just clean off your tabletop. All the equipment stays there. All the equipment's on. You know, your cameras are on. Your 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 microphones are on. I mean, everything's on, ready to go. So. It's it's awesome. You just walk in the next day just like you're walking into the studio. Just plop your computer down. You're good to go. 
I like getting done in mountain time. When I was in Arizona in March, it was great because my show was done at 4 p.m. Because 4 p.m. Arizona time in March is 6 o'clock Wisconsin time. I got the whole day in front of me because I'm used to getting done at 6, 6.30. I go home and watch the Brewers. That's kind of my night. I like being on West Coast time. I like that a lot. West Coast time is when you do this show. uh, We were out there in San Francisco. I don't know, maybe I was talking about Tony Bennett, maybe 12 years ago, something like that. When uh, San Francisco out in the Bay Area, they hosted, and that was because we stayed. We rented a house in Sonoma, uh, up in the uh, wine country, and we were about an hour from San Francisco. And that was probably one of the cheapest that we could find, and it was still three thousand bucks. And it was an hour drive in, uh, which was really cool because you're coming across the the Golden Gate Bridge early in the morning. But to do this show. Uh, which I get up every morning about 6.30. So out there you're getting up at 4.30 in the morning, and you're getting on the road at 5 to be in by 6, which is really 8 o'clock our time. You see what I'm saying? So on the West yeah. Coast, yeah, to do your show is cool That's because that's midday out there. You're, that's awesome. But to do this show, we would leave the, the house at like between 4.30 and 5 in the morning out there because we had to be we had to stay on Wisconsin time, which was 7 a.m. here. And then you had to take into account if you ran into traffic to get across the Golden Gate Bridge, to get to downtown, to get your parking, to get in, get set up, and then run around. And any slot you had open, you had to find guests for. So it's just I I love staying on East Coast time because then you actually get that extra hour. You know, so there it's 11 o'clock when, you know, in the morning when you're going on the air at 10 o'clock here, which is awesome. But uh, anyway, that's just a lot of semantics right now throwing you out about Super Bowl. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're woefully late for a break. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. A reminder, we've got the 16th Annual Poker Run benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. It is coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. We will leave the uh, Harley-Davidson Museum this year. And by the way, I'm getting a lot of questions about this because we start at the Harley-Davidson Museum. We don't start at MKE Brewing. Okay, we've been doing MKE Brewing for years and years and years, and it's gotten too big for that area anymore. So we're starting at the Harley-Davidson Museum. And, yes, it is open to all motorcycles. You don't have to ride a Harley to be a participant. So come on out, whether you ride a Harley or a, a an Indian, a Honda, Kawasaki, I, it doesn't matter. Just come out and join us. And if you want to find out all the information, go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Get pre-registered, which gives you a break on the price uh, because it's 25 bucks per person. The day of. And I think you get a $10 break for you and your passenger if you pre-register. And you also can get half-price tickets to the museum if you're not a HOG member. Uh, So that gives you tickets to the museum, and they're going to do all kinds of different stuff. They're going to have a pancake breakfast and a Bloody Mary bar and all that kind of stuff in the morning. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And then after that, we go to the Rock Complex down in Franklin, the Penny Bar. Uh, Then we go to Knuckleheads. And then Stoll's all 109, and then finally the Steel Tank Brewing in Oconomowoc, where we're going to have a hell of a party featuring the Cheap Shots Band uh, that is going to be playing for us. Some vendors are going to be there. Not a lot, just four or five vendors are going to be there. And, and then we're going to announce the prizes, and it's all for a tremendous cause. So 
please come out and join us. Please come out and join us. We're going to have a great time. But, again, if you're watching on the live stream, you can scan the QR code right there. It'll take you to pre-registration. Otherwise, follow anything and everything informationally, facebook.com slash big unit poker run. Facebook.com slash big unit poker run. Uh, this is Mark who says, uh, hey, guys, going back to the Bears discussion, do you think the Bears are going to be good in two years or do they move on from Justin Fields? Um, that's a great question because even when we were talking with Brad Spielberger a little bit earlier, it was if they get better in the trenches, then, yes, they'll be a better football team. But how much better? I, I I don't know. I I wish I had some kind of a concrete answer for you to say this is all they need to do, and Justin Fields is going to do. I think this is a big year for Justin Fields. Uh, I really do. I think uh, does he take the knowledgeable step forward? Uh, is he accurate with throwing the football? Does he win more games? Um, is the weaponry they're putting around him, does that begin to advance and get better as well? I, I think there's a, a lot of that stuff. But – I still think the Bears, uh, Eberflus and company, they just have such an, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of an uphill battle. Um, I, I, I just, they do. They, they you know, offensively speaking, Luke Getze has his hands full. It's just trying to develop Justin Fields to make sure that, one, he gets better, and, two, he's protected. The guy can win. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He won at Ohio State. He's won games for the Chicago Bears uh, in spite of some other bad play around him. It's whether or not they fortify that team with enough talent. I mean, that's it. But uh, who knows what they're going to do in the future, you know? Uh, but this is a big year because if he looks – say he can run the ball. We all know he's athletic. But let's just say he's just not accurate. He misses open receivers or what have you. Well, then I think if you're the Bears, you gotta you got to start looking down the road and saying, okay, what else do we need to do to fortify that position in a quarterback-driven league? You know, is he the right guy? God knows they gave Mitch Trubisky a lot of time, so and, and too much time, to be honest with you. So do you learn from your mistake, or do you say that Justin Fields is by far a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky ever wanted to be, and therefore you're going to give him as much possible time to make or break himself, rather than say, hanging on to hope that something gets better and not trying to make things better down the road and not hedging your bets. So we'll, you know, we'll we'll see. This is going to be a really kind of a telltale year for Chicago. Same as the Green Bay Packers. Same thing for the Packers. Packers have a pretty veteran-laden team. It's just some of your skill positions, including quarterback, are are new. And you you, but you have to make a decision in a hurry if you're Brian Goodikins. You got to look at Jordan Love and go, look, can you win? That's it. Can you win? Can you lead this team to victory? Can you do enough? And even let's say this becomes a run oriented offense. Are you doing, are you making enough plays with your feet and your arms to be able to make defenses at least sit back a little bit and allow then the run game to take over? You can't have one without the other unless you've just got an unbelievably dominant offensive line. And I think. The offensive line of the Green Bay Packers is a much, much better pass blocking offensive line than it is a run blocking. They're not they're not they're not road graders. They're not blowing people up. But they what they will do very well is protect the quarterback. So is Jordan Love going to do enough to allow AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones to do their thing? And he has to be good enough to do that. Even if he's not putting up big giant stellar numbers and, you know, thirty touchdowns and five and if even if he's not doing that, 
You know what I mean? He's got to be able to be fortifying enough for defenses to respect the passing game and open up the run game. Eight seven seven eight six seven. But a good question. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, this is, uh, this is Jake who says, uh, how much do you think DJ Moore adds to the bears offense? Where's all these bears questions coming from? Um, you know, I, I think Chase Claypool actually adds more to that offense than I, than DJ Moore does. So I don't know why we're talking about DJ Moore, but I, <laughs> I, I think that Chase Claypool, if he comes back and, and cause last year he just didn't, he looked like, he just didn't fit in. Like, he didn't get it. He was just there. He was nicked up for a little bit. Um, so, uh, I, I think Chase Claypool more so than anything can open up that offense for Justin Fields. But, yeah, I, I uh, beyond that, I, I don't know why you would ask, be asking me about DJ Moore. He's a guy. Good. I mean, between him, they, they have decent hands. Chase Claypool's probably one of your better uh, wide receivers. You know, DJ Moore's certainly good, don't get me wrong. He's not it's not Justin Jefferson for God's sakes or Stephon Diggs. He doesn't have the same speed as Christian Watson. Um he's he's you know, he's not Tariq Hill. He's not Devontae Adams. He's he's a guy. Chase Claypool, you would hope that he develops into the guy, and that way it opens things up for guys like Darnell Mooney and DJ Moore, Equinemia St. Brown, uh, the kid they just picked up, uh the oh God, I can't think of his name. They just picked up uh, uh Scott. I can't remember what his first name is, uh, but they picked up, I think, in the third round, a guy named Scott. Maybe it opens it up for him. Who knows? But still, you got to have an offensive line to block. Um, weird question, though. Weird stuff. Uh, let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany. Derek, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Billy. You sound like you're in a great mood. A lot of uh, great Wisconsin things to uh, to appreciate here in the East Coast time zone. I'm, I've, I've always been a Packer fan since way back, but... Uh, also become little by little more of a Brewers fan. I root for the, the Guardians and the Utah Jazz, but I root now for the Bucks a lot because I listen to Packer stuff out of WDUZ and you guys. And three things, primary, Bill. Uh, yeah. The Badgers' new coach, Luke Fickle. I'm excited Love about what the Badgers are going to do this year. I'm a big-time college football fan of both Wisconsin and Syracuse, Wisconsin primarily. And I look at the Wisconsin schedule, Bill, and take a look at it before your show's over. Look at their schedule. I don't see them losing more than two games. And the, the Ohio State game is at home, which is great. And I think the first five games they win almost easily. I, I think the Badgers are going to have a great year. Secondly, it's great to see the Brewers' bats heating up. And, um, you know, that's been a lot of fun. And uh, Christian Yelich, you know, you know I, I get your trepidation on that, and I understand it. And one last thing, the Packers, another exciting thing. This is an exciting time to look at the promise. I like this Alex McGeeho kid that we picked up. You know, Mr. Mm-hmm. Magoo, it's pronounced Magoo. Right. And uh, you remember the old Mr. Magoo cartoon? <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, but I think he's going to be more than that. I think he earns the backup, and I think the kid from Penn State goes on the practice squad and we keep him. And this kid, Magoo, is 27 years old, so he's not really young, and I think that seasoning will help a lot. And he seems to be happy to be in Green Bay, which is great. Well, a couple of things. First of all, I appreciate the phone call. And you need another arm in training camp. So you usually go to training camp with at least four arms anyway. 
So you need another guy throwing the football and running all of the drills when you start throwing the football to all the different wide receivers and tight ends and such. So you always go in with four arms. So they needed another arm, and I think they, they, they got a guy that's obviously tested, okay? Uh, Danny Etling knows the system, and a lot of people really liked Danny Etling last year, even over Jordan Love. And then Sean Clifford has opened eyes. So I think it's, it's we know it's Jordan Love's job, but I want to see if anybody – puts any pressure on Jordan Love to get better. If Sean Clifford is that real deal, or if Danny Etling, just because he knows it, or if Magoo is that good because of kind of being battle-tested in the CFL and winning in the CFL, it's a good dichotomy of quarterbacks. Now, is there anybody great there? I don't think so. But will it make them better because competition usually breeds success? I certainly hope so, and I would agree with you. Appreciate the phone call, as always. The one thing about going back to Wisconsin, uh, they lead off with Buffalo, and uh, they that should be an easy win. Uh, Wazoo, um, Washington State is interesting because they play on the road, and if, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's a night game. I think it's a night game, and then I think it's Georgia Southern before they get into the Big Ten where they go. It's Purdue. Uh, I think it's Iowa and Rutgers, or Rutgers and Iowa, and then Illinois before they get to uh, Ohio State's October 28th. That's, you know, Halloween weekend. So that's going to be crazy out of Camp Randall. Crazy. And I I believe you're right. They have the ability to be undefeated. But now, Purdue, I think, is still going to be pretty tough, and Iowa's going to be pretty tough. But Iowa, you get at home. Illinois playing down there. In Champaign, that's just a goofy place to play. I hate playing down there. Um, just just a goofy area. It just is. Um, so I hope they don't fall to Brett Bielema and company. But you're right. They have the ability to be undefeated by the time they face Ohio State. And then you figure after that, Indiana, what is it? Um, they play Northwestern at some point. I don't know if it's then or that. But, but that's it, Northwestern, Nebraska. And I know they ended with Minnesota. They dare to dare to dream. Grant, do we look at this team and go, ah, one loss? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. And it'll probably really? okay. be somebody in the big time. I mean, Ohio State's kind of its own game. I don't think right. they're going to lose to Washington State or to, you know, Georgia. Like one of the non-conference early season games. I think they'll lose one random Big Ten game outside of Ohio State. And then, you know, Ohio State's obviously at home, and you hope one of these times that they're eventually going to get Ohio State. It's been a lot of years. So, yeah, I think that would be my calculus. One loss outside of Ohio State, and then you probably assume for a loss when they host Ohio State, too. You just hope for a win. That's that's it. And here's the question, then. Is it fair to have expectations of a one-loss season? For Luke Fickle coming in, taking over the program, and all the excitement he's generated, is it fair then to have an expectation when you look at this and say, you know, boy, last year they lost to Illinois, they've lost some other games, but under Luke Fickle they're going to be better, so they shouldn't lose to any of these teams but Ohio State. Is it? Let, let's just say they, that their expectation that there are expectations to say, boy, they should probably lose to Ohio State and nobody else. To me, I agree with you. They'll probably lose one more along the way. We don't know where that's going to be. Yeah, but. Let's just say to the positive side, let's say Luke Fickle is all of that in a bag of chips and he's got it going on, and this team goes one loss 
and they play with or they play Ohio State down to the wire. They, are, are you out of your damn mind at that point? Are you going crazy? Well, basically, what we're expecting and what we're asking of Luke Fickle is to be on day one in season number one as good as Paul Christ ever was. Because when Paul Christ was at his best and his teams were at their best, you could kind of factor in one random loss, and those teams did play Ohio State down to the wire. They got very close in 2016 or whatever, the the last time that they hosted Ohio State. That's basically what Paul Christ was at his best. So if that's what you expect from Luke Fickle, let's just be clear, you were expecting Luke Fickle in year one, new offensive coordinator, new transfer quarterback, to be as good as Paul Christ ever was. And Paul Christ was pretty darn good when he had it going on. So those are pretty yeah. lofty expectations. I'm not it saying is. they're unfair, but let's be clear about what we're expecting, if, if that's what we're expecting. I am of the ilk of I have to – I look at that schedule and I say, i got to temper my expectations. Going to Purdue is always tough. You know, you get Northwestern at home. Thank God you don't got to go to Evanston and Champaign. Going to Purdue is tough. Going to go, going to Minnesota is tough. You know, playing there for Paul Bunyan's ex, that's tough. So it it's, you, you got to figure a couple of random losses and you go, okay, first year, growing pains, blah, blah, blah. So I keep tempering my expectation. But then I look at the schedule and I'm like, this is Wisconsin, for God's sakes. Wisconsin should win blank, 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 blank. Fill in a blank. And then, oh, by the way, you get Ohio State at home. Dare to dream. You come into the Ohio State game undefeated. You're feeling it. Things are gelling much quicker than you ever anticipated. And you've got a much better coach in Luke Fickle than Ryan Day in the fake-ass beard. So I'm thinking to myself, oh. dare to dream. An undefeated season. Could it happen? I don't think so. But I get giddy. I get out over my skis. I'm not a Ryan Day fan, if you can't tell. Yeah, I was going to say. Even the beard, am, Bill, coming after the beard? Oh, God. That is uh, Earl Scheib. Going back to the days of Earl Scheib, painting your car, all you had to do was tape it off. It looks like they spray-painted his head and his face. <laughs> Ryan Day, terrible beard. <laughs> terrible. Just awful. Uh, we are woefully late for a break. i uh, got to take one, so stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at Master Z's. And if you're looking for patio furniture, uh, we've still got a lot of good weather coming our way. You're going to want to spend a lot of time outside, whether it's patio furniture, Adirondack chairs, fire pits, wood or gas, doesn't matter. Grill, grill accessories, they've got it all. And because you're talking mid-season now, they're trying to move out that inventory, getting ready for all the stuff indoors as it starts to come in for the uh, for the fall months and the winter months. So now's the time. If you haven't bought yet, find out why so many people are coming all throughout the state of Wisconsin to go to Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. 262 746 5931. 262 746 5931. Robin and the gang, they're there to help you. And they, as they say, look, we've got a huge, huge showroom, big warehouse. You can see it today and get it tomorrow. That's our friends at Master Seas. Call them today, 262 746 5931 on Blue Mountain Road in Brook. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They had a nice night on uh, Wednesday night at a Northern Lights Photo Studio and Event Center. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com if you're looking for a dinner, uh, say a, a business dinner or a uh, rehearsal dinner, wedding dinner, photo shoots, business events, whatever it happens to be. Uh, they have live music every Wednesday night all throughout the summer out on the uh, Riverwalk. 
beautiful, beautiful view uh, of downtown Milwaukee. But that's northernlightsevent.venue.com for those that uh, may be listening for the first time and going, where is that? Uh, it is right down there next to the Screaming Tuna. And uh, many people know where the Screaming Tuna is, right there on the river. And uh, that's uh, Northern Lights is right next door, northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. Really, really cool place if you've never been. They've got an upstairs lounge, a downstairs kind of event center. Uh, man, their lighting is, is really cool. And it's a neat place. They have photo studio downstairs with backdrops. They have photo studio upstairs. They have the outdoor patio, the bar inside, everything. It's just a complete venue and if you're looking for a wedding or a rehearsal dinner man I, I can't recommend any other place than this it's fantastic so check it out uh 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up do it that's the phone number the michaels at gmail.com that's the that's the uh, email address that you can find us at as well so there you have it um the uh, Oh, by the way, uh, our buddy Steve says uh, the band that's going to be at Smoke in the Water this weekend, 80s Empire, 80s Empire. That's our buddy uh, Josh, who is also the lead singer in the Cheap Shots, who are doing the motorcycle ride with us this year. But the 80s Empire, that's, that's who's uh, going to be playing this weekend over there at uh, Smoke in the Water. Thank you very much. Uh, John writes in the email inbox, he says, What a day yesterday for Corbin Burns. Do you believe that he is back to his Cy Young form. My God, if he continues to pitch this way and Yelich continues to hit, I think this team can win a lot of games. Uh, dare to dream postseason wins, question mark. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's simple, but yes. If Corbin Burns continues to pitch that way, now he's once every five days, so that everybody else has to do their part. That's why baseball is such an enigma, because... You can have one guy have a spectacular season and still a team be completely crappy. You know, look at for years, you've had a guy like Mike Trout just toil away in anonymity out in L.A. with the Angels, still considered one of the best players in the game, but the team itself and the franchise kind of stinks. You know, now you got Otani, huge. But, again, same thing. Franchise has not been able to consistently win, you know. Baseball is just a weird enigma that way. I think that if you have Corbin Burns throwing well, you have to have good games from Peralta and Ray and just go through that list. And you really got to hope. I don't think right now, just with Christian Yelich hitting well and Corbin Burns pitching well, I don't think you. the model is not sustainable. It's really good they're winning games while they have injuries. But the model is not sustainable. The defense has been really good, no doubt. The pitching has been above average. Their bullpen has been scorelessly fantastic. But you're going to get a hell of a test. I mean, the Atlanta Braves are coming to town, and the Braves are the real deal. The Braves have everything, everything you wanted in a good team. They got it all. The Braves have scoring. The Braves have pitching. They've got good defense. Uh, I had mentioned it earlier that they are, what is it, I think they're the second-best team in all of baseball in run differential. They are. Only behind the Texas Rangers. And we knew the Rangers would be good, but we didn't think the Rangers would be this good. But the Braves, the Braves are 62-33. and 62-33, and 33, 29 games over 500. They are plus 145. 
in road differential. They can get it done. They can get it done. And they're 30 and 14 away from home on the road. 30 and 14 on the road. So it's not like they go, you know, in the, on the road, they're terrible as opposed to playing at home. It's, it's, it's a good baseball team. But they have not played great baseball. They're only, what, I think 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games. They do have fallibility, but you're, you're about to get uh, one hell of a test coming into American Family Field beginning tonight. Grant, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say about Burns and Yelich. I think most of baseball, Bill, is one of my favorite expressions is you got to make hay while the sun shines. The sun right. does not shine for even the best players and the best teams all the time. There's going to be ups and downs, right? So I think the best right. players, Burns, Yelich, when it's going good, need to get as many wins and need to do as much damage as possible. Right. And that goes for teams, too. When your team is playing well, you need to win as many games as possible and extend that good stretch as long as possible. So I think with the Brewers, how much can they ride this good stretch of play from Burns and from Yelich, and how long can Yelich and Burns keep this up? I think that's really going to dictate how the rest of the season goes. Uh, let's do this. We're woefully late. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show to catch up on, and we'll talk a little stadium chat coming up in about 20 minutes from now, so stay tuned for that as well. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. championship and uh, he has got a five shot lead in the clubhouse after shooting a 65 today Fleetwood uh, at five under uh, five shots back he's on 11 right now Lee uh, Sharma Spieth Rosner all three shots back and uh, Jordan Spieth was five under and then he had a couple of bogeys he is now through 13 and three under but uh, that is your open championship uh, Brooks Kepka just uh, first bogey in 20 holes, which puts him at one under par. So he lost a stroke. Uh, and I got a question, and this was from uh, Jason, who said a little earlier, without Tiger Woods, has it felt weird this year? And I got to be honest with you, I really, I haven't thought too much about Tiger Woods. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Um, now, if Tiger was there, would there be more excitement? Now, here's the thing with Tiger. And I know people want to see him, and you hope he comes back. But what he did to that leg in that car accident was just basically shatter it. And I just didn't think he was ever going to come back. So to say that, boy, it seems like a weird year without Tiger, not really. I just never thought Tiger was once – he finally had come back and really started to make you believe that there was some of the Tiger magic there. Not the way it used to be, okay? I'm not, not, it's not what I'm claiming. And I always said he was never going to catch Jack when it comes to winning majors. But the whole Tiger being back and being relevant, okay, yeah, it started to make things exciting. Certainly when his name's there on the leaderboard, specifically on a Saturday and Sunday, it's, it's must-see TV. But... After that accident, you just knew. You knew that was it. That that leg was just shattered. And they put it back together with pins and needles. And you can't put that kind of torque on a body 
that is screwed and glued together. You just can't do it. So you knew he was going to have issues for the remainder of his career. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So, no, it doesn't feel like a weird year without Tiger. Coming up in 15 minutes, we're going to get a little more in-depth in regards to the stadium issue for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. And uh, we'll do that. We'll take a good look. We got two hours down, two hours yet to go on this beautiful Friday. Beautiful weather. Brewers tonight taking on Atlanta down at American Family Field. We are less than a week away from the Packers reporting for training camp. Oh, my goodness. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this.